Welcome to the Radical Lifestyle Podcast, brought to you by Generation to Generation, where you will be inspired by the past, equipped for the present, and prepared for the future, as we engage in conversations with people from around the world. Hello everyone, this is Andrew and Daphne from Generation to Generation, and our guest today is Bob Williamson. Bob's uh, returning, actually, he's been on previously, so you can go find that episode. Uh, But Bob, for people that didn't hear that one, can you just say a bit about where you're from and what you do? Absolutely. Good to be back. Uh, I live in Memphis, Tennessee in the United States, and I serve as an executive leadership coach. I help uh, business leaders become better leaders of themselves and the people around them so that they can turn their potential to results, which is the name of my company. And for people who listen to this, uh, one, tell them your website, but also um, if you give them the website of what we're going to talk about as well, and then I'll put both of those in the description box for people. Absolutely. So, so my personal website is potential and then the number two results.com potential to results.com. And then, uh, for the ride to Rosemary event, we'll talk about today. The website is West cancer org slash R two R. Okay. So again, I'll put those in the description box for the people listening, go check those out. So you just mentioned this foundation and all of us are sitting here, I presume, wherever we are going, okay, you're going to talk about it. So can you start us on the journey of what it's for, why it exists? Just get us up to speed on that. Most people are probably thinking they're riding to someone called Rosemary. Yeah, they might be. Yeah, they might be. (laughs) So... So I have a good friend who was going through a hard time about 10 years ago, 11 years now. And uh, as he was going through that hard time, some of his friends said, when you get through this, when you get to the next phase, what would you like to do? And he said, I want to ride my bike to Florida. Now, that's 525 miles from our hometown of Memphis. And so there were a group of men, I wasn't a part of it at that time, who said, "Okay, we're in with you. And he was like, wow, okay. And so they, they just decided to do it. So uh, I think seven men uh, decided to get on their bikes and just start riding to Florida. And it took them five days to get there. One of the uh, men on that ride is, uh, is, a, is a surgeon uh, for treats cancer patients. And so uh, he said, hey, you know, they all got to the beach and, and they said, would we do this again? And they said, crazy enough, yes. But they decided that if they were going to do it again, they should do it for a cause. And they said, why don't we raise money for cancer patients? Why don't we raise money so that uh, they can provide uh, services to pa- patients without insurance and provide some of the things that insurance doesn't pay for, like uh, social services or wigs or compression stockings, some of those other other items. And uh, that was 11 years ago. And our 11th year of doing this ride will be uh, this October on October 8th. And uh, the ride in that time frame has raised over a million dollars for the West Cancer Foundation. Wow. How many people did the first one? Can you remember? It was either seven or nine. I don't remember. I don't. Yeah. But this year we'll have over 60 going. Wow. So, you're riding, presumably. 
I am riding. <laughs> riding yeah. what? A car? So, no, no, the bike. So, so talk to me about your personal journey with this, because presumably you can't just get on a bike and say, hey, I'm joining you, I'm off. I mean, there, there has to be... T- tell me about your journey from saying, I want to do it, to now... Did you ride bikes before you started doing this? All of that. So I, I, I did ride bikes before, but not like this. And mm-hmm. so one time I was speaking at a conference and and this friend uh, who founded the ride came up to me and he said, Bob, that was a really good talk, but when was the last time you had any fun? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you're just so serious and, and you need to have some fun. And I said, do you have any ideas? He says, don't you love riding your bike? Did you love riding your bike when you were a boy? I'm like, of course. He said, let me tell you about this ride. And I, I had known they had been doing it and I had watched it. And my wife had even worked for West Cancer Foundation at one point and said, you should consider that. And I didn't <laughs> when it first came up. But uh, so we begin training and typically it's about a six month training season. A lot of the cyclists ride year round. I'm more of a fair weather uh, chap, I guess I would say. And so uh, we trained for six months and rode a lot. And uh, I think that first year I probably rode about 2000 miles in preparation. And then for the 525 mile ride, uh, we were ready to go. But that must have, you must have really had to push yourself and be committed to be disciplined. I I, I did. And it was probably the most disciplined I've done. And I I think I learned the value of a big goal in life. (laughs) Big goals help us grow. And there would have been no way I would, would have ridden that much or become that good of a cyclist had I not known what I what I needed to accomplish. So there are a lot of lessons in that, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, what are you striving for? What are you going for? What's the big whole goal in your life that's stretching you? What are you trying to accomplish significant? And so uh, it was it was a journey, and I had to overcome some limiting beliefs about myself to to do it as well. So uh, there was a lot of growth. So. So what's it like being on this ride? I mean, for you, for other people, um, I, I, I can't imagine doing that much. I'm a sport person, but that is big. Mm. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, it's pretty amazing because, first of all, we ride our bike for five days. What adult gets to just do nothing but ride their bike for five days? It's, 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 it's like back to childhood. It's something fun. It's something therapeutic. But at the same time, it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Uh, it, as you're moving through the southern part of the U.S., even in early October, it gets hot. And there are times when uh, it feels like all you need, all you can do is just keep pedaling. And, and, and literally, that's what you'll think is just keep pedaling. I just I just need to keep going. And hmm. and there'll be season times where you think I can't go any harder. I can't keep up. And then and then you'll break through that and then you'll catch a wind and and it'll be easy. But I think the most profound thing about it is you're doing hard things, but because there are other people around you and even like geese fly, you know, there's a draft, you're more efficient riding behind other people and you can trade places. Uh, you, you really can go so much further together and, and, and hard things with other people, uh, aren't as hard. (laughs) So, um, that's, uh, that's what it's like, but uh, and it's uh, but it's also really nice too because we have a great support crew, and 
you ride your bike all morning and get to lunch and there's lunch ready for you. And then you ride your bike all afternoon and get to dinner and then there's dinner ready for you. So really all we are able to do is ride. And it's a good thing that some of those other things are taken care of. But one of the themes on the ride is if you think this is hard, you should try cancer. If you think this is hard, you should try cancer. And so it, it's it's uh, it's truly a, a personal experience to think about that. And I know that motivates a lot of the guys. As much as you're hurting, uh, you could be going through uh, cancer treatment. And, it, and it's a way to honor and think about. The oh, wait, the Internet just cut out. It just said um, it's an honor to think about the other people. Is that, is that what you just said? Yeah, as you're as you're writing and as you're as you're you're trying to do these hard things, it, it's it, it's helpful to think about the people who are struggling through yeah. cancer to honor them. It it motivates you to keep going, and it reminds you to pray for them as well. Yeah, you mentioned about having food prepared for you, and you get to stop and eat, and then you eat at the next point. And talking to someone else who does this ride the other day, they were saying how you've got this truck which is decked out with this kitchen and this truck goes with you and prepares the food and then while you're eating they're off to the next place to then prepare for you again um so you have certain things which are are there for you now even something uh, a a van that drives with um the ability to fix bikes and stuff like that along the way but presumably you didn't have all of that in the early years so how did you do that in the early years you just just have a load of people turn up at a restaurant somewhere in their um in their lycra yeah, yeah. <laughs> outfits so the, first, the the first years uh and i wasn't on the ride but i've heard stories that's kind of what happened is they just figured it out somebody responsible to find what restaurant was in that town for dinner because they didn't even know how far they were going to make it that day uh i'm glad i came on in later years <laughs> but i but i've definitely heard the stories um the they started uh they changed that very quickly <laughs> after, <laughs> after after the first year but but you you mentioned the lycra right so uh we wear pink we ride in pink lycra and um and sometimes rolling through rural alabama in the united states when you get you know <laughs> 60 men riding through in pink lycra you get some really interesting looks but um and, and but i this is what you should know <clears throat> is you know what a mammal is Mm -hmm. it's a middle-aged man in lycra that's a mammal <laughs> and so and so when you get a bunch of mammals <laughs> riding through <laughs> riding through the southern part of the u.s uh, you get some interesting looks um and so uh it, it's funny though sometimes you'll be you'll be you'll be riding past out in the farmland and the, and the cows will see you and You'll have a herd of cattle see us and start running alongside of us, I guess, because we sort of look like them and they think, oh, it's time to run. Here we go. We have to run with those other cows wearing pink over there. So it's a lot of fun to, to mo mobilize the cows through the, through the ride. So can you give us a few <laughs> stories of individuals and, and what it has meant for them? I mean, maybe yourself, but stories of others who've who this has been more than just a ride for it, it has been character challenging things like that yeah character challenging of of, of doing hard things um I, i'll i'll share there's some very powerful stories 
uh, a man who got out of prison and, uh, and then found just this band of brothers to walk with them through her really hard times. Men who have lost children uh, and, and who have found a, a respite or, or comfort in just doing a hard thing with others who care about them. Uh, personally, for me, <clears throat> I've overcome some limiting beliefs. Um, so my, uh, part of my heritage is Danish. And this is, this is kind of funny, but sort of serious. But um, uh, I, I have always struggled with heat in life. I've always struggled with the heat. When I was a teenager working, I just, the heat would shut me down. I felt like heat always bothered me more than it bothered other people. And so even in the cycling and training for this, I, I learned that I can keep up with just about any group if the weather's cool, but as soon as it gets hot, I no longer felt like I could keep up. And so, uh, and in, my, in the back of my mind, my aunt, uh, I, I always remember stories of my grandparents saying, we were so glad when cars finally had air conditioning because we could take cross country road trips because your aunt would pass out because she didn't have enough sweat glands to cool herself, right? She literally couldn't do that. And, I, and so in my mind, I, that must be my problem too. I just don't have enough sweat glands. And so, so I went and, and consulted with a coach, a cycling coach. And, you know, I, I, I made sure all the sodium levels were right in, in my blood. And I was putting the right amount of micronutrients in my bottles to try to get all of that. And, and, and I, was, I had done everything I could to try to get riding in the heat. And he went for a ride with me one afternoon. And he said, well, I, I have good news and bad news. So well, what's the good news? He said, you can ride in the heat. I was like, no, you know, I can't. He said, but the bad news is you have to ride in the heat more. <laughs> so he's like, Here, here's the, here, here, the reason you can't ride in the heat, Bob, is that you don't ride in the heat. He said, your assignment is to find the hottest afternoons twice a week for the month and go and ride in the heat and ride hard and ride in the heat for the next, you know, month in the afternoon. So I ended up doing that six or eight times. And lo and behold, I was able to acclimate to the heat. And um, the, the takeaway from that, and I think there's an application throughout life is, uh, where do you need to ride in the heat? I had spent my entire training season trying to find the coolest part of the day, mm. the easiest time to ride. But what I really needed to do was ride in the heat. And as leaders, I think as humans, we try to find the path of least resistance and, and often the obstacle is the way, right? And, and we have to find the heat that we have to ride in and ride through so that we can get to our next level. Hmm. Wow, I'm not sure that's the word I like, want to hear, but I guess I better hear it. <laughs> so yeah. any stories of any other people who, who had... I say an encounter on the way. You mean an encounter yeah. with anything, really? Yeah. So it's um, th there's uh, it's been a spiritual journey for a lot of people. Um, so you know the cycling community is is broad, but there have been people who have come to uh, really grow in their relationship with God and their relationship with Jesus. And in a way, since we are the church. Um, there are people who are not coming to, they're, they're not going to go to church, right? They just, they're, they're not looking for that as a solution to, to 
to the void they feel in life or to, to, to deal with the struggles. But since, since they were able to find us on common ground and we were able to find them on common ground and they got to ride with us and, and, and learn what life was like. And then, and then there were, there were men on the ride who were vulnerable, right? Vulnerable with their struggles, vulnerable with what they're going through, vulnerable with their need for God. I, I think, that opened up the, for, for others to look around and say, hey, you know, I can be vulnerable too. And, and maybe they were vulnerable with somebody for the first time. And, and, and since they've grown, and, and, and like I said, um, they have a walk with God now that they didn't before because of going through that experience together. And so uh, doing a hard thing together, the care and the, and the camaraderie, uh, it's really been a powerful, powerful thing for a lot of people there. And that's the point of the ride. That's actually how it started. Um, it really is a dual purpose event. One is to raise money for the West Cancer Foundation. And the other is to minister to men who probably aren't going to be ministered to otherwise. Because hmm. you're being taken out of everything that's normal to you, everything you're comfortable with, everything you've been trained for unless you're already a cyclist i can imagine there's people excuse me who are in their workplaces doing well and suddenly they're here and they're not doing well well Mm. we we have a friend who's involved you won't say his name but he's very successful and now doing this it's like oh no this is out of my element yeah so you have a bunch of type a personalities who who are used to dominating or <laughs> successful in their field and they get out on a bike and, and, and didn't realize how hard it was, you know, there's always someone faster than you. <laughs> and, yeah. when, and when it's not your native playground, you're right. It's hard, but, but there is a, a, a man, a man on the ride who, who said a profound statement in one of our recent faith walk meetings, we do a monthly Bible study now, which deepens the, the camaraderie and the growth and fellowship. But he said, the ride will break you down physically so you can be built up emotionally through the relationships and through what God does on the ride. And I thought that was pretty profound. Um, there's another man who's, who's doing the ride just this year who's recently gone through a divorce and gone through some really hard times. And, and he said, you know, I didn't cry. Uh, I didn't cry at all. <laughs> after my divorce, but boy, I get my tail kicked on some of these rides and I just get in the shower and want to cry. I'm just angry. Like it breaks you down. And he said, I've actually found emotions that I need to find because of writing that I didn't find going through a divorce. And so, um, you know, we all have our reasons for escape. So it's, it's God's using it in a profound way. Yeah. I think I would just cry having to put on the, the cycling clothes. That would be my, that my first hurdle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think uh, when you talk to different people in different places, that they, they'll probably think of this as slightly different. Like in England, a lot of people ride bikes, mm-hmm. right? So there's kind of a culture of it, especially where we're from in Cambridge. Um, I mean, everyone's out riding their bikes. So the thought of getting on a bike is not really a hurdle there, but the thought of maybe riding hundreds of miles, well, now that's, the big hurdle and the heat we wouldn't we wouldn't yeah. have so much of the heat we, our concern would be um the inconsistency you, you might leave in the sun and then it's raining later on mm. um whereas in america 
from from our perspective, cycling is not it's not a big thing. Uh, not lots lots of people don't really do this, so it's a bit more of a hurdle maybe at the early doors to get people involved. Um, I guess this is open for anyone to get involved with, especially if they live in the Memphis area. And they're anywhere. a man. And they're a man, although there are rumours of uh, uh, women's ones starting, but that's another mm. thing. Um, but uh, how can people just come get involved, join you on this ride? Um, and then are there people that do it that don't necessarily make it the whole way? And if if there are, what happens to them? Do you just leave so, them there? So <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> that's a great story. I'm so glad you asked that. But um, as far as getting involved, you really just need to get to know some of the riders. You know, there's not a public place to sign up. Um, there doesn't need to be a certain level of cycling ability. And typically like to ride with you a couple times to make sure that, uh, you know, you'd be safe in the ride and, and safe, uh, safe in the Peloton and, and uh, you know, that we can get to know you a little bit be before saying, hey, we're going to ride bikes next to you for eight hours a day, right? <laughs> and without, without knowing. So, so there definitely is a, a bit of a warming up period uh, uh, just so you can know who you're riding with. And so that, that would be the way to get involved would be to, to get in touch with the R2R cyclist, someone who's on it and say, hey, you know, I'd love to get to know more. And, and typically that means let's ride a little bit, you know, and, and let's see where that goes. And so, um, but uh, definitely uh, we bring on new people every year, right? And so, because we believe in, in raising the money and, and helping people along the way. But uh, it's, it's an interesting thing that you bring up about what happens if you're falling behind because we all have weak moments. And, and I, I, what happens is if you're in the Peloton, the Peloton, you being... Europeans, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I heard something about saying, why do, why do Americans always say it's in Europe? Where in Europe? It's a massive country, but, um, but that, uh, that if you're right, you're riding 18 inches from each other, you know, you're 18 inches next to somebody and you're 18 inches front to back. And if someone starts struggling, somebody else is just going to come behind and stick an arm on you and, and shove you up the hill. And it happens all the time. And, we had a we had a gentleman who was having some problems, and he he had actually had a a special um, uh, bike that he was he was riding on, but but anyway that ended up breaking. It wasn't working right, so the ride ended up harder than 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 he wanted it to be. And uh, all through Alabama and on all these hills, there would be groups of men, and I have a picture of him riding, and then there's a guy on his left with an arm on his back riding and pushing and a guy on his right with an arm pushing. And then it got too much for them. So then there's a guy on each side of them. And, and the next thing you see, there's like, there's like five people spread out across the road, all pushing one guy up the hill. Right. Wow. And, and what a metaphor, right. For, for what it takes. And it's very humbling to be a successful person or, or, you know, have any kind of pride at all and, and, and know that you're getting pushed up the hill, right? It's, it's a humbling experience. And the men who that happens to, um, uh, I, I don't want to be pushed. I, I'll, I'll just admit it. I'll, I'll try. But, but when that happens to us, because I've been pushed too, uh, it's very humbling to think, wow, I can't do this alone. And, and you'll see guys even get emotionally, you'll, you'll see tears in, oh gosh, you know, I have a need, a deep need. And so, it's a powerful experience, but 
if if you really get in bad shape, you know, we've got a great truck driving behind us. And someone might say, hey, get in the truck for a minute, get in the truck for a minute. So obviously the goal is to not have to get into a truck, but um, it's there if we need it. There is a, a fallback plan just there, in case. There is. Of course, you have to then say, hey, I'm the guy who got in the truck today, but uh, maybe that's a healthy thing for, for, for our identity as well, to be able to say, you know what, I got in the truck and I'm okay with it. <laughs> so, Wow, you, you set up on this podcast thinking, oh, this is about raising money for cancer. But in actual fact, it's so holistic. I mean, this is for the men as well as it's for the cancer, people for cancer. Is it, presumably we're talking women with the cancer, are we? Are we talking about... Men and women with cancer. All, all, all any cancer patient, yeah. Men okay. and women with cancer, uh-huh. But just what, men who do the ride. What about um, back home? So there's all this training. Um, wow, that's some thunder right there. Mm. Um, for, for families back home, you know, the husbands are out um, cycling constantly, all the training for six months, and then you're gone for five days. Um, how is it balancing that? the home life, um, the families, say, seeing the husbands out constantly riding their bikes. How, how do you juggle all that? You, you know, I, th I think it's interesting. It, it, it depends um, because for some wives, they're, they're just glad that their husbands are involved in a really neat group with a group of faith-oriented people who are trying to help everybody become uh, closer to God, more like Christ and, 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 and have a good, healthy community to do some healthy things. And so, so there, there's that. So, so many people, uh, encourage it and, uh, but it is, but we do have to be careful to balance it. Right. Because it's, uh, I, I have to be very careful to, um, be willing to not be afraid of atrophying for a day. <laughs> if I, if I need to take a, a Saturday to do, some work in the yard or to pressure wash the pool pad, which Andrew got to see me do like, like, Oh gosh, ride my bike or go clean the pool, you know, and, 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 and it is a battle. So, so there is, does have to be some discipline involved. And I think it's a family decision. Um, I, I, I wouldn't recommend anybody do this ride if they're, if their family, if their if their spouse and, and, and their kids weren't on board. But the neat thing is that, many families or spouses or not everybody's married on the ride, you know, friends will, will, will be in Rosemary beach the day we, we arrive. So we ride out on Saturday and my wife always take, always sees me off at the West cancer foundation at the West cancer center. And then uh, we ride in five days later on Wednesday night. So, so I leave my house and, and I ride to the beach and I never get in a car, but my wife and others drive down there and they're there waiting for us when we roll in and the whole town comes out and there's bells and whistles and shouts and hundred hundreds of people out, including our, our families. If, if we have families there and there's a big celebration when we get there. And so uh, it's neat because the families do get to participate uh, by being a part of that entry and being a part of that celebration. And then a lot of people, then stay Wednesday through Sunday and have time on the beach with loved ones, with family. So I know my wife 
uh, is very really tolerant of, of what I do because she gets four days on the beach, five days on the beach <laughs> once I get there. And uh, she goes a little in advance. So she even gets a day on the beach without me. So she's really okay. That's probably uh, the with, real highlight. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, uh, when is the ride? Do you do it during the same time every year? Uh, it's normally the, the early October. So this year uh, we leave October 8th and uh, we'll, then we'll ride the next five days and arrive in Rosemary after that. I, this is, it's just so well thought out. It's the values behind it, the, the details. It's truly inspirational, Bob. It's truly inspirational. And um, what would you say, what would you say for you has been, say, the biggest challenge and maybe the greatest joy in doing it? Oh, wow. Great question. Um, or a great, a challenge and a joy. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think a challenge with it um, has been really trying to balance um, because uh, I, I started uh, my coaching company in 2015, right? And so this will be the fourth year I do the ride. And, um, you know, as a business owner, I feel like I should or could always be doing more to advance the business. And, all, you know, you, you've never done enough. And, and so one of the challenges has been um, getting out on the ride and, and trusting that, you know, God will sustain my business while I go and ride with some people. <laughs> and so, so balancing that and, and every year this year, I thought, you know, maybe I won't do the ride this year because I just wanted to get some, some other projects done. And, and maybe one year I will, I'll just say, you know, I'm going to devote all that time and training to getting some other projects done. Um, but uh, it's just, it, it, it's it's made me healthy. It's made me happy. It's it's been a positive contribution. I've 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 shaped great friends. I've helped other friends. Uh, friends have helped me through it. And so that's probably the balance has been the biggest challenge. But I I, I think the I think the greatest joy um, maybe has been. Uh, it's hard to say. It's it's become a community. It's not just a ride. The people who do the ride, we, we, we see each other all the time. We go to church together now, a lot of us. Uh, you, you know, we have monthly Bible studies. So it's, it's really become uh, the people we do life with, largely. Um, and, and so, and I think experiencing what it's like to live in overlapping spheres of community uh, people you go to church with, who are people you exercise with, who are people you study the Bible with, who are people you pray with, who are people you ride bikes with. I think that's probably been the most rewarding thing, the depth of that community. I, I would say that I've never had uh, a community like this before with that much purpose behind it. So um, that, that, that would be what I would say. It's interesting. We were doing yesterday an interview with somebody who does prison ministry with men, and he said exactly the same thing. It was it was the bond they have together when they're doing it. The fact that they're some of his greatest friends now, mm. and um, 
I just think it, it's the beauty of the kingdom because this is what the kingdom looks like. It's about relationship. It's about walking together through the good times and the bad. And it is more than the purpose we're doing it for. Mm, that's well said. Yeah, well, it's more than I that. wish I had said that. <laughs> you can use it another time. <laughs> I will, I know. But, but, but that's, uh, that's good. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, this, this mission, this Christian mission is not just, it's not transactional, right? It's not just about um, that. It's about doing life and you guys model that as well as anybody. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's, I like how you said that, Daphne. Yeah. Yeah. So for people listening again, go check out the websites, um, both of them, they'll both be there ready for you. And uh, I guess as a, as a parting challenge, um, you, know, you said the original reason for doing this was to help each other and help a friend who was going through a really challenging time and to bring that community around to be able to stand with each other through difficult times of life that you're going through. And so for people listening, you know, do you have that community that you're plugged into? Do you have those people that you're around that are able to help you through those difficult times in life? Uh, and if you don't, are there things like this in your area that you could go get plugged into to be able to develop that sense of community and and walk with each other? Um, so, Bob, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's always good to catch up, although I've caught up with you a lot over the last week or so. It seems I'm staying in your house, but um, <laughs> it's always great to be able to, to have these conversations with you. So thank you so much. I I do think it's interesting that you left the house to go call me and film this podcast. But whatever works for you. So. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thanks for what you do. Thank you for listening to this episode. If it inspired you, please rate us and subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or another podcast platform.